0: Entrepreneur on Fire 508. Mix a little inspiration with perspiration and a dash of Entrepreneur on Fire. Now you have the ingredients to success. Here's the Master Chef, John Lee Dumas. Whether you're starting a business or looking to protect your family, LegalZoom has award winning services developed by some of the best legal minds in the country who can help. Visit LegalZoom.com today. Enter Fire in the referral box at checkout. Funds are tight. I get it. But if your business thrives off from phone calls, then you've got to go to evoice.com. You'll get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guests today, Jordan Lloyd Bookie and Felix Brandon Lloyd. Jordan, Felix, are you guys prepared to ignite? Yes! <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> Love it! Jordan and Felix are chief mom and chief dad for Zubin a discovery platform and service that curates book and app selections for each individual child. Felix is former DC Teacher of the Year and founder of Money Island. Jordan is Google's former head of K-12 education. I've given our listeners just a little overview. So guys, take a minute. Tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business.
1: Absolutely, John. Well, as you said, I'm a former teacher. Uh, What's important there is that it's how I met Jordan. We're husband and wife, and we began working together in separate classrooms uh, many years ago here in Washington, D.C. As you said, I was D.C.'s Teacher of the Year. Uh, We went on separate paths to end up where we are now. Um, I'll share some of mine, and Jordan can, of course, tell you a bit of hers. But, uh, you know, we went on. I I got sort of, uh, I don't know, burned out, I guess, with teaching, not an unfamiliar story and ran off to grad school to get a degree in fiction writing of all things. And knowing I would not be able to get a job, I accidentally, but I think it was always in the cards, became an entrepreneur, started my first company, as you said, Money Island, about three years into that company, it was acquired as a financial education platform for kids, had another three year earn out with that uh, acquisition. And as I was starting to get the jitters again uh, toward the end of that earnout, we had a one and a half, two year old son that uh, we were trying to show the world and teach him specifically what it would mean to have his little sister who was soon to be born. And this idea took root at that time. We can talk more about how it took root, but that's the long and short of my story and the beginnings of Zubin.
0: Powerful. And just for Fire Nation, real quick an earnout means. After you get acquired, you stay on for a certain salary or percentage of the company, whatever situation you may have worked out for a certain period of time. And for you, that was three years. Um, is that right, Felix?
1: Yes, and and actually, I should make the point that it was. I left half not halfway through. I left with some of the the bigger upside on the table, so it it was a minimum of uh three years to get some of the guaranteed. But we could talk about some of the reasons, but I left some money on the table, essentially.
0: Fascinating. Well, most entrepreneurs do, because once that fire starts burning, Felix, we don't put that flame out. And Jordan, let's talk. I'm curious about what it means to be Google's former head of K-12 education. Did not even know that existed. And I'm a stockholder, so I should probably know these <laughs> things. But um, take it away.
2: Sure, absolutely. So, uh, Felix said, "As a you, I was a teacher, and I ended up. I went to business school. I went to Wharton, and I initially I was sort of in social impact, public sector type work, um, and then ended up at Google. It's a happenstance sort of story, and more like a fairy tale for a lot of people, I guess. But uh, I changed the ending up here with Zubeen um, We." I was initially working in diversity there and really sort of thinking about the pipeline. It was a very leaky pipeline. You're thinking about engineers and their sales organization. And while I was working in that, I, as an educator, I realized, well, all these, com- which is not rocket science, all of these companies are basically looking, all these high-tech companies are looking at a very small pool of, of potential applicants. And it's not enough to have programming and things for women and underrepresented minorities and what have you. At the university level, you really have to look at K-12. And so I built, it was sort of intrapreneurship, I guess you could say. Right. I wrote a business plan for uh, for what that might look like and having a K-12 would look like, K-12 team would look like and having an outreach team that in essence, uh, globally, I had a team That was globally looking at computer science and sort of the creation of technology, not necessarily uh, Google Apps per se, but looking at um, who's creating and uh, learning computing around the globe. And that's that's what we focus on everything from uh, doing uh, investment, you know, small, smaller and larger scale philanthropy to actual on the ground programs.
0: Well, this is exciting stuff, guys. And your journey is fascinating. I really can't wait to dive into it because we need to get to Zubin sooner than later because I know a lot of people want to hear what spurred this idea and what's currently going on with this business. But before we do, before we dive into that journey, we always start with a success quote here at Entrepreneur on Fire. So Jordan, I think you're starting off. So take it away.
2: Yeah, well, you know, Zuby and we have we. I've expanded to apps, but our our roots are certainly in books. And so I thought I would uh, give you a quote that I love from one of my all time favorite children's books, The Big Orange Splot, uh, which (laughs) reads, "My house is me, and I am it. My house is where I like to be, and it looks like all my dreams." And the story, the big orange splot, there's sort of a row of homes that look the exact same. All the neighbors like their homes to look the exact same. And one day, by chance, a bird drops a giant, you know, splat of orange paint right <laughs> on the top of the roof. And Mr. Plumbean, who lives in this house, decides. He will, while all the neighbors sort of want him to clean it up and erase it, he, that opens up for him an entire new world of his own individuality and, um, his own dreams. And he, in fact, makes his house more and more elaborately reflective of his dreams. It's a wonderful story. And, uh, certainly for me has been over the years a really big inspiration to, um, to maintain a career that's close to my values and what I, you know, sort of want for myself in life. Uh, and in business
0: love it. I actually while you were saying that story I ordered that book off Amazon for my niece.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: So Felix take yours away.
1: Look man, mine's gonna be a, I you know, I, I have a quote that I always use and it goes a person who moves mountains begins by carrying away small stones. I'm not using that though, because uh I don't, you know, here's the here's the quote. It's it's all we do is win. I think it's DJ Khaled. And look, I'm not even Mr. Hip Hop, but I don't know if you know the song, All We Do Is Win. Do you know it by chance?
0: I do not, but if you want to bebop a little bit, I'm cool with that.
1: No, I can't do it. I can't do it. But look, here's the thing, it's a great kind of anthem and it was new or relatively new when we were uh getting Money Island to market. This is man four years ago now with my team uh that we were working with we were in the in the office in this particular conference room late night early morning for a long time I mean a couple days without showers type of stuff you know Mm. and it and we would I would play that on the right on the computer and kind of pipe it into the conference room speakers and it just I don't know man it for it was me, on all the time at it our was, house. It's, And I, I gotta tell, I gotta tell, I'm not like a huge. I'm a sort of old school R&B guy. I had a love show when I was in college. You seem My kind school. of Marvin Gaye to me. Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'm born now, John. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. man. Yeah. Stuff. But in this case, all we do is win because it's pure. You know, I, I, uh, as an entrepreneur, as a person, I, I don't mean it to say it's it's with a bad. Goal in mind and winning right. can be defined differently, but you know, things get measured by results and, and people remember the winners and, and you feel good when you win, you feel not so good when you lose and uh, you win, man. That's what this bottom line is about. You, you win and, and if you think you're going to win, you win. So that's my quote.
0: I love it, Felix. Competition drives me every single day. I was just nominated for Best Business Podcast of 2013, and I lost. It was, I lost to APM Marketplace, so this huge, huge podcast slash national organization. But it still hurt, and I was still mad because all I want to do is win, and I think that that's propelled me to the height of where Entrepreneur on Fire has grown. So I love that message. We can spin it in as positive as light as we want to, and that's what it's all about, the mentality. So guys... What I want to focus on now is your journey, because we talked about Money Island and the great Urna you had there. We talked about up briefly, and we're going to dive way into that in a little bit and the success you're having there, but it doesn't always start with successes. In fact, it so rarely does. We have failures in our lives that are the stepping stones, the building blocks to that success. So let's talk about a failure. Let's talk about a time that you fell on your face, and you really had to dig deep to overcome that. And What were your lessons learned?
1: Well, you know, for me, I mentioned briefly that I have a degree, a degree in fiction writing, a master of fine arts in fiction writing. And if you'd asked me 10 years ago and even 20 years ago what I wanted to be, I would have told you, and I still will, uh, the great American novelist and screenwriter. That's my undergrad degree was in. Uh, The reality is that I never finished my thesis and, and never published very much. And I, I call it a failure, and it is a failure, uh, it's one that I think is to be continued and that I'm, I'm coming back to it, and I think at the root of my entrepreneurship was fiction writing, this desire to be independent, to create something, um, to find something that would mean something to people. But at the base level, I had a major goal, which was to finish a novel and publish it. And I'm at a point now, though I keep that in the back of my mind, where, uh, where I don't write. And I learned some good lessons from how I think this has played out. I'm very happy with what I'm doing and and how it's all played out, but I can't help but look back at it and say, man, I put a lot of time and effort and and passion behind it. And I didn't quite allow myself to, um, cross the finish line.
0: So just one lesson, one takeaway from that struggle, that obstacle that you still haven't yet overcome for fire Mm -hmm. nation to walk away with Felix.
1: Dive in and focus, man. You know, get in there. And I say that because, and it's the wonderful thing that came out of it was Money Island. My summers between, to give you the specific example, my summer between first year and second year of my program, I followed Jordan out to uh, Mountain View for her to do her uh, Google internship that would eventually lead to her working there full time. And I could have spent that summer just in coffee shops writing, but instead I sought out employment to make some money and, um, ended up meeting Mitch K. Poor, who's a funder of uh, Zubin. But I think what always happened with writing was I had in the back of my mind that I don't know if this is going to work or if I'm really committed to it. So I never gave it my all in the way that I'm giving this now with Zubin and our family. I mean, I give everything to this because the lesson I learned from that is you can't go 75%, even 90%. You got to go all the way. and, And frankly, I was not 100% committed to it, probably for reasons that led to what I'm doing now, but wasn't all the way in.
0: Well, Felix, you said the word focus, and Fire Nation knows I love that word because the acronym for focus in Fire Nation lands is follow one course until success. It's not chase those bright and shiny objects and get distracted every day. It's follow that one course 100%. Until you find that success in Jordan, let's pass the bean over to you. You guys like how I said that? Not buck, yeah, but bean.
2: Thank you. Subliminal <laughs> some, some messages
0: here. Yeah, um, what's your story?
2: Um, my story, I think, is not necessarily one uh, instance. But it it really was my first year teaching. So that first year teaching was really challenging. We taught in a high-needs school, and I came in with a lot of idealism and experience working with kids and particularly sort of the demographic of kids we were working with, but it was hard. And I learned, you know, immediately. I mean, I have stories for days about the things that were going on in the classroom, and I just did not know, you know, left from right. I was completely unprepared um, for what it was going to be. And what I, what I learned and took away from that year, um, besides I needed to, you know, harden up a little bit, which I did, uh, <laughs> was, <laughs> which is, which is still useful to me now. Sure. Uh, but what I, but what I really learned with those students, we were teaching seventh graders. that was teaching seventh and eighth grade kids. Um, and all of a sudden, maybe after the first semester, first, you know, three or four months, I, I started recognizing what is now so plainly obvious to any educator, which is that you have to, every child has an individual need and every kid need, you need to address that in some way. And as a teacher, you have to figure out how to do that for you know 25 or 30 kids. And this was before technology was as uh, ubiquitous as it is now in a classroom. It's harder to do, but you can do it. And that absolutely taught me the lesson, um, as a manager, when I was uh, at Google and beyond at other places where I was a manager to individualize every, you know, my, my style with every person. And now to, as we think about our customers, no matter how fast we grow or how many there are, to view each of those pieces of feedback. In much the same way where you're really trying to think you're not too big to think about what this one person's experience was, because that one experience can change a lot for your business. And, and I would say that that's what I sort of took away from that that first year teaching.
0: So Jordan, let's stay with you here and let's talk about an aha moment. Let's talk about a light bulb. And I'd love to talk about the bean light bulb that you guys had at some point in your journey. Tell us about how that idea fomented, how it fomented, and then the steps that you took to turn that into success.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Felix alluded to this a little bit when our son was, he was two he was, too, was like I'm almost sorry. two and a half yeah. uh, <laughs> when our son was was younger. Uh, we we were we were always on the lookout for great books for him, like all parents. And there was a wonderful independent bookstore at the time we were living in Austin. There was a wonderful independent bookstore we would go. We were trying to find something that that looked like our family, that was explaining what we wanted to explain to him about being a big brother, but that also was you know age appropriate, met his developmental needs all of this. And you're, as a parent, you're always looking for those right books, those right resources. Um, I used to work also in literacy after I was a teacher as well. And so it's very important uh, to us. We're looking for, we just couldn't find it. And then randomly one day I'm reading at somebody sent us an article from CNN.com. And in that article, they referenced a book, a book's called All the World. This book was referenced and we went, picked it up and it was the perfect book for our family right it was just the right level for his age he loved sort of sing-songy type books it the family looked like ours there was a little sister in i mean everything matched up for us and it was this amazing experience where i we thought wow this took so much work, so much more work than you might think. And there's so much information out there. There's too much information out there, especially for parents who are just being bombarded with, you know, what's good for your kid, this, that, that. And we have um, some expertise in sort of helping to filter that out and curate. And we thought, wow, what we could do is we could deliver this experience of finding, helping find better resources. We started with books. Now we do apps, which is, you know, similarly, we've had many you know, similar experiences of trying to find the right ones for our kids. Um, And not just curating these, but very, you know, personally delivering just what are those resources that also wrap around that can really um, improve your child's experience, build their literacy. And that's where that nugget of the idea started was with our own experience. For me, I didn't, um, I was not like prepared to leave Google and I had, it just took, you know, a while, but eventually I just made that big leap and realized I thought it was going to be. Valuable for for me and for us and our family. Even though I was taking this big, you know, hit in terms of salary, it really would mean a, a lot for for us to to make it work. And I thought that over the long term, there'd be more value there, no matter what.
0: So, Felix, let's turn this over to you and. Let's have you take us through some key steps that you took. Once you guys had this idea, you spotted Mm -hmm. this void that was out there that Mm -hmm. wasn't being filled in the marketplace. And you're like, you know what? This is a niche that we can dominate. What steps did you take to turn that idea into reality?
1: Yeah, and I'll I'll call them not just steps, but I don't know if one of the words uh, that comes up for Fire Nation often is pivot. Yes.
0: Eric Reese, the Lean Startup Method. We've had him on the show. He speaks so eloquently about that.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, again, just my second venture and the first time around. I don't remember the that being in the lexicon as much as it is now. But it's apt, you know. Uh, we've taken steps uh, sideways, always forward, but <laughs> a number, <laughs> a number of pivots. And I'll tell you, kind of building on Jordan's story, we knew from the beginning that we were solving a problem essentially around time and and uh, expertise. That parents are limited in their time, uh, limited in what we know. But we all really want the best for our kids. And I think these days we especially understand the importance of early childhood education in particular. So we started with that premise and we were focused on books. Uh, It was a call when I was pitching an investor later on where when he asked, how do we select the books? I think I made something to the effect of a statement to say, well, you know, our three values as a company are love, remarkability and inclusion. I think I know those are the values. Uh, I suppose that's how the conversation went. And he kind of paused and he loved those values. Of course, he said, yeah, but, you know, maybe what you mean by that isn't what somebody else means by that. And that was the first aha moment when we went to deep personalization in the business and say, you know, we're not just going to curate great uh, resources. We're going to curate great resources just for your child, because every child is one of a kind has uh my child right now is interested in airplanes all of a sudden it happened uh, I guess with the air and space Museum. He was interested in horses uh a month or two ago. <laughs> it changes uh his reading level is slightly not seemingly yet at the point of some of his peers, but he has an interest in uh, adventure stories. So all that, we said, well, let's zero down and take the business more in that direction, saying, let's really focus in on you tell us about your individual child or your grandchild or your niece, nephew, godchild, whatever it may be. And we will send a resource for that child, a book to start that is specific. It's not book of the month because every single of 10 kids, every single one of those 10 kids is going to get a different selection. Uh, then we looked at the model and said, you know, that's great, but mm, the books can be gotten anywhere. Uh, let's add to that and make it more of a valuable resource. So we started creating these guides around them. These We have this background. We're surrounded by educators. And we said, let's build materials that a parent can easily access both physically on a mobile device or otherwise, but also in terms of what they know about education. It's writing in plain language about how you might use this individually selected book to better engage your child and make it a meaningful experience. And then we said, why stop at books? We're about literacy in general. Let's do apps. Let's focus on the market for anything in this mind space because that's the world we're moving into. And then finally, more recently, we said, well, you know what? We don't even have to deliver this all the time. If people don't want a book arriving at their door, though we know some find it very valuable, that's just provide them those services, the personalization, the resources around it, And I think in that series of decisions from more deeply personal to let's add resources around it, to let's talk about other products beyond books, to let's make it where you don't even have to receive a physical product from us. That's been the evolution forward and sideways uh, that we're excited to have gone through so far and that we're so excited for looking forward.
0: Awesome. Awesome stuff. Love the aha moment. Love how you shared the pivots that you've taken the feedback that you received and then using that as you continuously progressing and improving what you're creating. So kudos to you guys. And Jordan, let's swing this back to you and just take about 30 seconds, a minute tops and share with Fire Nation one thing that has you fired up today.
2: That is absolutely what I have. I'm fired up about is this new digital uh, subscription option that we have. It's going to open up a, a ton of doors for us, especially around the homeschool market and uh, stay-at-home parents. We really feel excited about this uh, this new move that we have to digital and web-based content.
0: Felix, so swing this back to you. What is one thing that just has you pumped beyond belief right now, going around singing Marvin Gaye like it's your job? <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think uh, we've got a great team
2: yeah. and...
1: Recently, one of our guys is five of us all together right now, full time. We've got a whole set of curators across the country, but I know part-time moms, uh, librarians, educators. Nice. But in Simple, we're, I think part of the pivoting has been, well, we, we've gotten better at our marketing message. We've gotten better at onboarding, you know, how somebody goes through our site. And uh, Jonathan's his name. Carson, we call him just by his last name. He put together a set of mock-ups that are just out of this world, I think, innovative, on point, And I had nothing to do with it. If anything, <laughs> if anything, I was getting in his way, man. And, you know, for me, I'm excited that we've got a team that's buying in, that has this talent, and that these wonderful things can happen. Of course, they can happen without, uh, with. if anything, with me staying out the way a bit. You know, and that's, that's a a relief and uh, exciting to then be able to focus in on other parts of the business.
0: Exciting stuff, indeed. And guys, before we dive into the lightning rounds, let's thank our partners. Think you need a business with hundreds of people to make yourself a big deal? Think again. Today, resources abound. And with the help of virtual assistants, contractors, and services like eVoice, we can better manage our workflow and processes for optimal effectiveness in every area of our business. Not sure what the heck I'm talking about? Well, have you ever called in for help with a product or service you just purchased, or even just to ask a question about something you saw on someone's website? It's pretty annoying when you call in, and then you're tossed around on the airways for five, even 10 minutes before you actually land on the line with someone who can help, right? Well, this would never happen again with eVoice because you can set up call routing and even create your own dial-by-name directory, making it easy for your callers to connect with the right person the very first time. Ready to learn more? Go to evoice.com. Enter FIRE at checkout for $5 off every month forever. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. New year, new strategies, new goals, new business. Don't start 2014 out with a bunch of unnecessary stress. All you have to do is plan a little. All businesses start somewhere, right? I know, there are several boxes to check first, but I have some great resources to help you out along the way. One of the most important things that you can do when you're first starting out is to follow your business paperwork and take a look at trademarks. I know just a partner who can help. LegalZoom. LegalZoom has been around for over 12 years and they can help start and maintain businesses with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. Don't worry. LegalZoom will be there to help you from start to finish. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. For even more savings, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. If you're a parent or entrepreneur, then visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. And guys, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds, where you get to share some incredible resources and insights with FIRE Nation. Sound like a plan?
2: Sounds Absolutely. like a plan.
0: What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well,
1: I I don't know if there was anything
2: for me, man. <laughs> Felix's I, answer is nothing. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, but I feel
1: like, I He's feel smart. like, you know, I feel like knowing what to call it. So I think even as a teacher, you know, I was very, teachers have an autonomous and sort of a a particular position in in what their job means. And, you know, I'll tell you truthfully, my dad, in a positive, my dad passed away, but my dad, I grew up, essentially just met my mom and I. And he was an entrepreneur. And I now respect that he was trying to build something. He wasn't very successful in the sense of anything that ever uh, paid out. But for me, man, entrepreneur meant that my dad was without a job and never came around. So I think I wasn't wanting to call myself that, and my mom was not wanting me to call myself that (laughs) for fear that I would... uh, make some of the choices that weren't as responsible. But sincerely, I feel like in my blood, it was everything I was doing was always toward the idea of I want to be independent and I want to build something, create something of my own that the world will find valuable.
0: Powerful. Jordan, what was holding you back? Fear of leaving
2: what was a terrific career trajectory at Google and everybody else's perceptions of of what it meant to leave. (laughs) Right.
0: Jordan, let's stay with you. What is the best advice you've ever received?
2: Received it by watching my dad, who, is, who became an entrepreneur when I was about 13. And that is just to, um, to treat people as well as you possibly can. And that in particular, I'm seeking about people who, who work for you and with you and to, you know, let them show you what they can
0: produce. Love it. Felix?
1: It's all about the molek. I was the CEO at the company that uh, acquired my company, and Molik stood for monthly licensing. It it made me appreciate the importance of recurring revenue in a business model.
0: So, Felix, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success?
1: I wake up really early. <laughs> yes, so me
0: too. Particularly
2: important for parentpreneurs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> parentpreneurs, I love it.
2: I'd say five is early. Yeah, like four wake forty-five. Up at five, five, yeah. You know, it's pretty early.
0: What about you, Jordan?
2: Keeping in touch over LinkedIn for PR purposes has been incredibly helpful to me. We don't have a PR firm, so that using that and and repaying the favor.
0: Jordan, do you have an internet resource, like a Nevernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
2: Some of the things we use are probably. Uh, I guess they are pretty popular. But uh, for me, we we recently transitioned to Squarespace for our blog and our reading guides. And that has just been amazing. It is the biggest breath of fresh air. I absolutely love it. I recommend it to anybody.
0: Felix?
1: And, you know, it's probably plain, but uh, Google Docs. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we use that an awful lot and I love how we're all in. You know, Basecamp has some similar features too, but Google Docs, love
0: them. I mean, Felix, I run Entrepreneur on Fire off of Google Docs <laughs> and Fire Nation. You can find the links to these resources and everything that we're chatting about today at eofire.com slash And Felix, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: Eliyahu Goldrott's The Gold. It is a book about... Uh, the theory of constraints and and the importance
2: of knowing what the goal is in your business.
0: Love it. Jordan? I would
2: recommend uh, Bossy Pants by Tina Fey.
0: I just listened to that audio book. I
2: love that book. for It's amazing.
0: I just listened to the audio version of that book, which I highly recommend because it's actually <laughs> Tina Fey, who's seeing the audio narration in that book. So she adds in a lot of great quips in Fire Nation. I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like either one of these for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And guys, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: I would, as quickly as possible, build a site that sold a service that I could eventually scale potentially if it showed traction into a product and a platform. More specifically for me, I would sell my own time and financial education. Uh, with the goal of building out a larger platform product uh, from initially making money off of this direct sweat labor service.
0: Jordan?
2: I'm heavy in the world of mom blogs and parent blogs right now, and I'm seeing how uh, people are able to monetize those. So I would start one and build my uh, credibility, since I don't know anybody, through Google Helpouts and you know other platforms were able to not only do that but maybe make a little bit of uh, money as well. But that's what I would. That's what I would do is really try and start up a, a my my own blog that is uh, speaking to my experience with a lot of different you know products and uh, services.
0: Well, Jordan and Felix, I have been so inspired by your journey. For anybody that's out there listening that loves the story of Jordan and Felix, go ahead and check out Zubin. It's an amazing operation that they've created over there, and it's only getting better every day. So, guys, and let's start with Felix. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, and then, Jordan, follow up with your parting piece of guidance, and, Jordan, share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye to both.
1: You know, I guess it's it's Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, always be closing. ABC, baby.
0: That's right, man.
1: That's right. You know, when you talk about that laptop 500, it's always closing, always closing, always selling. Uh, And of course, you know, that means a lot of different people you're selling on the vision, on the product, uh, but always selling, always closing it.
2: I'll go ahead and give the piece of advice that was related to uh, what I said my my dad taught me, and it also is a, a quote from Bossy Pants, which is that- she says that in most cases, being a good boss means hiring talented people and then getting out of their way. Yeah. I think you can really say just get, find the best people. I saw it at Google. I see it now with our team. If you get great people, it frees up your time and really can build your business in amazing ways. And you can find us. You can find uh, me, Zubin, mom, <laughs> at Zubin for kids on Twitter. Uh, and we are google.com slash plus Zubin for Google Plus and on Facebook we are facebook.com slash Zubean. And of course you can come to our site and check us out at Zubean.com.
0: Love it. Well, Jordan, Felix, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've been talking about today's episode at eofire.com. Your contact information, all the resources and insights that you've shared, all I need to do is click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or just enter Zubin in the search bar and their show notes page will pop right up. Jordan, Felix, thank you both for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
2: Absolutely. Thank Thank you, John. Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: Fire Nation, Rike is an all-in-one collaboration and project management app that makes managing tasks much more efficient and streamlined. It cuts down on some of the daily routine that consumes your time, such as asking for updates, reminding of deadlines, and keeping everyone in sync. Visit Reich.com slash Fire to start a free 30 day premium subscription of Reich and get more things done together with your team. That's $199 value for free. com slash Fire.